Welcome to the Strap It Down White Sox Baseball Podcast. It's June 8th. This is Suds. I'm here with JT, and we got a special guest today, Jim LVD, one of our biggest fans of the Strap It Down Podcast. Jim, we're happy happy you were able to join us tonight. We got a lot to talk about. Last time we spoke, it was two weeks ago. So I told you we were going to go 6-0. and You did, and I texted you guys. I texted you and Schwab. I had four and two, and somehow <laughs> that was that was uh, the least optimistic out of the bunch. And we ended up in that stretch going two and four. We lost three or four to the Tigers, and then two or three to the Angels, which which it was tough. I know with the Tigers series, they had Riley Green. They didn't hit the injury spree yet, but still, you, you can't you can't go to Detroit lose three out of the four. Luckily, we make amends. We sweep Detroit at home, and then we're currently watching Game 3 of the Yankees series. We fa- we take the first two, which is absolutely massive, while I think the the Twins, they get a little dose of reality, the AL East and they, Tampa. They finally have to play the, the Rays. Yeah, that's I mean, seriously. We, well, that we was played our, them like seven games this year already? That was our part of our 10-game losing streak was yeah. with Tampa, and they lose five straight, so we're— we're back in this thing right now as it stands. We're three games back. We're down 3 nothing. We're watching the game, bottom seven. So hopefully, you know, you never know. We could steal this. But, JT, I want to start with our special guest here. Do some introductions of uh, Jim Elvedi. Yeah, so so Big Jim over here has has been a big figure in my life. His He is the father of one of the kids that I grew up with, one of the friends that I grew up with and played baseball with since I was about seven years old. Um, grew up on Garfield Avenue on the south side. Boulevard. Garfield Garfield <laughs> Boulevard. That's how you know he's a suburb exactly. kid. That's how you know Exactly. <laughs> grew up on Garfield Boulevard on the south side. Played high school baseball at De La Salle. And... Got drafted by the Pirates. What round did you get drafted? Uh, it was uh, what they used to call the uh, secondary draft, a conditional draft or secondary draft. So they they were just at that time they were you know the old joke they were drafting ham sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 made the right decision. He he turned down the Pirates. He went and took the college scholarship, played his college ball at Benedictine, um, hit over three hundred. But that was kind of the end of the of his baseball career. He he tried to raise two sons that <laughs> played baseball. Neither of them really stuck with it. His his youngest son Matt, uh, who was my friend growing up, played D one football at Northwestern. Was a four star recruit. Probably the best athlete I've known in my entire life. All state high school, yeah. right? And the I, Hawks. I know, I know it comes from Jim. So yeah, <laughs> not according but, to my wife. <laughs> but. I'll tell one story about Big Jim over here that that has stuck with me forever. In 2005, right before 
the Sox are going to the playoffs. Me, his son Matt, and our other friend Daly, he took us all three to the game. We went to the famous Rico Benny's. Oh, Rico! Before Rico, some breaded steak sandwiches <laughs> with a little bit of jardinier, and we're watching. We're watching the the Dolphins Bears preseason game. <laughs> This was so. This was two summer two thousand five, and I look at I look at Big Jim and I go, Bears are gonna make the fucking Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh wow! And he looks at, he looks at me. He goes, Are you? How many drugs are you on? <laughs> Wait, was that the? And that is the year that they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Sox won in 05 and then the Super Bowl was because it was oh six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Man. What happened? What what happened to our fandom? That was a good call, Jack. So so that is one of my favorite memories of Big Jim growing up. I'll get into a couple of the other of my other favorite memories uh, from our from our lifetime of him coaching me at baseball. But um, I mean, he's a great baseball mind. One of the biggest Sox fans I know. Besides the guys on this podcast, there's no one I text more often about the White Sox and. He always has great insight. He watches almost every pitch. So I'm I'm excited to have 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 you on tonight. And wow. I'm excited to hear some stories about, you know, back in the day when you were our age okay. at going to going to old Comiskey. <laughs> well, with that build up, I'm sure I'm gonna not meet expectations, but here we go anyway. So I'm sixty soon will be sixty nine. The first time I went to the Sox game, I was uh Turning six years old, and my dad took me for a birthday gift to go see Ted Williams play in, in um, Comiskey Park. That's amazing. So, he, so we cool. sat in the picnic area, which in the old days was under left field, uh, bleachers, and it had like this really coarse – you could barely see the game because the um, – the wiring to it, it wasn't a screen wiring. It was like a metal wiring, and it was very difficult to watch a game. But got to see Ted Williams play. I remember him uh, charging down the left field line to try to catch a uh, slicing foul ball, and he looked like Eloy crashing in, <laughs> crashing into the uh, stands, and the crowd just went, oh, my God. You know, his final time at Comiskey Park, and he's going to go out on a stretcher. But he didn't. He, he was okay. And then, um, well, so that kind of gives you an idea of how long I've been at it. So 60, approximately 62 years. And how, how many World Series? One. Do you remember? Do you remember going to uh, Game Two with me? No, I, we went to um, no, Game we, Two of the ALCS in yes, two thousand five. Yes, yes. Oh, that so was that, a Pierzynski game. It was the Pierzynski. That was a Pierzynski yeah. game. game. So that was another Brady walkoff. So oh, fun man. fact about that game: me and me and his son Matt are on the Made TV, the DVD, what? the World Series commemorative DVD. If you pause it at the right spot on Joe Creedy's walkoff. We were standing there trying to get Bobby Jenks' autograph while he was warming up before a playoff game. Dude, let's we get that on, on the Twitter. We were we'll get a screenshot of that. We got to tweet it All out. All right, so we'll tweet it out. But That's amazing. That is an awesome story, and I know there's more to come. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to have a whole segment for you later in the show. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pause there, and I, I want to kick it back to Nikki. He's going to start us off on... Our two our two week recap because we missed last week. 
Yeah, so I I mean, guys, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie. The, the last time we talked, we were six and a half back, well, I think it was. So was I, that text, right? I texted you last Thursday. We were going to record last Thursday. And I was like, guys, I can't record tonight. We, well, this it's depressing. It was another was Thursday loss. No. Two and four, another Thursday loss. We had we have still yet to win on a Thursday before today. But that was two and four, and then we ended up losing again because it was ended up being two and five because we lost three and three out of four to the Tigers, two out of three to the Angels. Which, I mean, I, I think we got back. To, we were seven and a half back, and then all of a sudden you blink your eye and we're three back. And I'm feeling great again. I so, mean, how do you? How can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I look, honestly, I haven't even been standings watching because we have to win games in order to even be in it. So why would I look at the standings if we're not winning games? But we come out of last week after I told Nikki I don't want to record because I have nothing to talk about because <laughs> this team was so goddamn bad. We were all depressed. And we sweep the we sweep the Tigers at home. I went to the game on Saturday. I'm now four and zero on the year. Which Dude, you got to start going to more absolutely games. Absolutely nuts. You're going tomorrow. Going going tomorrow night. And and then we take the first two from the Yankees. And honestly, I thought the games today were going to get canceled because of the smoke. And we we're talking if we had missed this window with Judge out, I would have been devastated. I know that was big. It was big that we got these games and because the. The second game tonight, we're down 3-0, but we had the minor league pitcher against us, Vasquez, and it, very similar to when we faced that minor leaguer from the Tigers. Close to six shutout innings. Guy's making it his debut, and we make him look like Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Dude, I don't get why we do it with these guys. I don't know. can't the, jump on them early. That's the White Sox curse. Yeah. They're notorious for never being able to hit a you know, new kid into the majors, and they just always seem to struggle. Which, which is unfortunate because earlier today we hit four home runs. Yeah. Which and I don't know so if you guys heard the broadcast. First time ever, Mankata, King Lou, and Aloy home run in the same, same game. Same game. Yeah, they did. Hear well, that. how many games have they played? Together? Like twenty seven <laughs> in I know, four at first, years. At first, I thought Benetti said it's the first time they've played together, but in fact, it was the first time they hit a home <laughs> run together. <laughs> I, but, so I think we somehow steal this game. I know it's the top of the top of the eighth, and we got two outs. But I think we come back and uh, we steal this game. What are you drinking, man? Yeah. I want some of it. He's <laughs> had about five cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the real reason I think we've la- we're on a five game win streak right now, which feeling great about. It's all about the pitching. I think that the game earlier today was probably the first game where the hitting finally. Made up for some bad pitching. Did Lance. you did you watch the game earlier today? I did. Yeah. So I thought I, I watched most of it. it I, so the first inning, they come out in the top of the first. Ta takes the count to three and two, fouls a pitch off, seven pitch at bat, grounds out. As a leadoff hitter, that's a win. Like that is a successful at bat. When you start off the game with a seven pitch at bat, even if you Making out, that's a win. And we ended up putting two guys on. Robert got a hit with with two outs. Ben Attendee had another had a good at bat. He took the count to three and two. But the first four innings, we had really, really good at bats. And that's something that I haven't seen from this team this year. 
Yeah, it's like I agree. We finally started having professional at bats, and it changed the whole game because Severino threw forty three pitches through the first two innings, fifty five through three, and then he's tired. And then in the fourth, we jumped on him again, and it's like it's like day and night with this team. Yeah. You you get one thing or the other, and I, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear Big Jim's opinion because yeah, no, I, I agree. I I think the think there's multiple issues the saving grace is how well the bullpen is pitching so my fear is currently currently the bullpen's pitching because they started off yeah yeah, they were rocky no doubt about it but they're they're quality arms and my worry is that this is gonna they're gonna do something stupid in the zeal to think that they're gonna go anywhere in the playoffs they may win the division but even that's kind of going to be hard for them to achieve but if they do win the playoffs excuse me win their division i don't suspect they're gonna do great in the playoffs unless they've got this bullpen intact yep and my worry is is that they're gonna do something stupid and get rid of some bullpen uh depth that they have to pursue a player or a pitcher that they think they need and i i just don't i don't see that as being a successful move on their part so, um, I like what I'm seeing. I think Pedro's learning. I think he's doing a better job than he was doing at the beginning of the year. And, you know, even little things that I don't think he would have done at the beginning. Like, they brought in Frazier. Yeah. And then on Friday night, he took out Eloy, who's a disaster to happen in right <laughs> field, took him out of the game, and he put Frazier in in the eighth and ninth. Sure enough, I think it was in the eighth, um, no, might have been the ninth. It was the ninth inning where um, somebody let off, hit a home run off of uh, Liam, and then they got a guy to third, for uh, excuse me, second base, and um, somebody hit a single to right field, and Frazier gunned the ball to home. Yeah, and the third base. He didn't score from third. And the third that base, was huge. Uh, coach stopped him at that was huge. At Saved the run. Base. Well, that's yeah. Eloy. Yeah, it's oh, he's scoring. scoring. Hundred so percent. That's fact, a great point. That's a tie game because we won by one. Right. That probably wouldn't have happened underneath Tony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have happened underneath Renteria. Either. Yeah. But even though it's an elemental move, you know, and and it should be part of any good manager's repertoire of moves to make those defensive changes, we just haven't seen that over the last two or three years. And they've got some guys that they can do that with now. Yeah. Right, so so l- let me ask you this. Can we judge Pedro on the first month of this baseball season? Well, it's more than a month. Well, I'm talking about the eight and twenty-one April that we went through, or the eight and twenty-one. Well, there wasn't a there wasn't a a Sox fan screaming and yelling more at the TV than at the Elvitti house between (laughs) between my son Johnny and myself. Got so bad that I just stopped watching them all together. My blood pressure couldn't take but, it. But can you blame – you made a great I, point that Pedro's growing up. And, Nikki, I want to hear your point yeah. on this. But do you think – can we judge him on that? And do you think he – we we kind of have to give him the pass and put that on the players? Yes, or? absolutely. I think, you know, it's a learning curve. And yeah. He's learning. Yeah. He's getting better and better at it. I do think he plays favorites, which I don't like. And um, who's he? Who does he play favorites well, for? The obvious one is Mancada. What about Tim? 
He's another one, but you have. I, to, Tim has to play. Uh, well, you have so, to play him but I, you don't more really so, have. I do want to so preface this. Off I do want to preface this for three years. Big Jim over here has hated Yoan Moncada, <laughs> and I, I will say I've tried to stick up for him as much as I possibly could, just because of the advanced analytics and that he's putting up the most war on this team. He's a good defender, but. Is he a good defender? I think he's mediocre. He cost him two games this year. With his D? With his defense. Cost him two games with his defense. That's why Lynn, everybody got all over Lance Lynn. Yeah. Because the week before he cost, Mancada caught when Lynn was pitching, he cost, he didn't really cost Lynn the game, but he, he flustered him. Yeah. It was a situation where if he makes an easy play, then the inning is over and they don't score three or four runs. So he did the same thing. Mankata did the same thing today. He he totally botched that line drive. Mankata's much was a, ba- but what's the alternative? Burger. Yes, we'll absolutely. Get, we'll get it from from a defensive perspective. Well, we're we're gonna get okay, into we'll get, we're gonna get argument. into that a little later. I, Nikki, I, well, I want to get into that. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts. But I want to I no, want to no, go before back before we get into Jake Burger. I want to hear your thoughts on Pedro Grafal. Yeah, I think I think Jim had a lot of great points because I gave two weeks ago. I gave Pedro a D, maybe more out of frustration than anything else because we were 10 games under 500. But I, I wholeheartedly agree. He's learning his players. And I think maybe we're all biased because we've seen a lot of what's happened in the last couple years. Jose Ruiz, Jake Diekman, we saw what happened last year, Brutal. right? Pedro Grafal had to see it for himself. He, uh, you guys remember earlier, he was... They, those guys were coming in. I mean, those there were was, his go-to guys. They, yeah, I mean, they were coming in high leverage. I think that's. I think that was him testing them. Maybe, maybe part of testing, part of we didn't we didn't have the depth at that point. Correct. But every White Sox fan knew it wasn't going to end well. Right. And I, to your point, I I totally agree. Like he's maybe it's part of him the learning curve. He has to see it for himself, which I can appreciate. He doesn't have the. I don't think Pedro in the offseason watched the last, what is it, 320 games of the last two years like we did. <laughs> you know, maybe he did. If I, if he was a good manager, you got that on every pitch and you watch it, he would have known that you don't bring in Jose Ruiz, you don't bring in Deepman. Yeah, but you still, you don't learn the, per- you so, see what you see on TV, but you don't learn the personality. So he made a number of remarks at the beginning of the, uh, when he was first selected and they had his first conference or two press conference or two, and he talked about sitting in the Kansas City um, Royals uh, clubhouse watching the White Sox from the bench watching the White Sox, and he just couldn't believe how much talent they had. Well, you know, the grass is always greener, Yeah, right? And <laughs> Especially I think when he, you're talking I about think, KC. I th- right. So I think he learned that. I give him credit. He – kind of went with what he thought he was going to see was going to come through for him, and he somewhat quickly, maybe a little belatedly, I would have made the move a long time ago because yeah. I've been watching him forever, and Mancata's never going to be the player that they said he was going to be. Yeah, Roberts is okay, but even the other night, he had a mental gap that almost cost him the game where he let that ball drop right yeah. in. Well, he cost uh, Giolito the no-hitter. No-hitter. Right. cost Giolito the uh, no-hitter. It kills you. So you it can't have that with a guy that's supposed to be your best player? I, you simply can't have that. That's on both of them, though. That's on Ben Attendee and Robert. No that's communication. Way. This is the guy that runs. <laughs> this is the guy that runs to the right field yeah. line to catch a ball that 
that the right fielder should easily catch or the he left should, fielder. Lou, and Roberts, Lou and got just that. Roberts just Roberts just should have sauntered underneath it and caught it. If he's really the great guy that you think he is, he would have caught well, it. Well, we've seen Hell, him. He make had those a ball calls. hit him in the head two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> so don't give me this BS that he's a great defensive outfielder. Because that's just BS. Right? Yeah, I so and then Vaughn. Vaughn's been a huge disappointment. I agree. Yeah, he he's been he's been high. Oh, he's, he's, okay. he's getting high. Right. Yeah, you hit a nerve. I got you. Yeah, I got you. You hit a nerve. I said this on the last podcast, but Vaughn has been our most consistent. You, you and all you and Schwab love Vaughn. You know what the problem with Vaughn is? Vaughn was never supposed to be so a superstar. Here's the deal. You were supposed to be a supplemental piece. You were supposed to have okay. these great hitters like Robert and Eloy and Mancata batting two, three, four, or three, four, five. I call that the Cuban black hole. They, they, <laughs> they all hit home runs today, didn't they? Well, they did today, but like how many times you said it, it was the first time we've seen that in the entire history of them so here, being teammates. So but I, I want to tell you something about Vaughn. <laughs> Even as a college player, when he got drafted number four overall, he was never going to hit home runs. He never was. The, yeah. the idea okay. was that he was going to maybe grow into some power and maybe hit 20 home runs. But he was a gap-to-gap good hitter who took good professional approaches at the plate, and he was the guy that was most professional ready at the time that they took him. And at the time that they took him, we needed professional bats in the lineup. Yeah. Because as much as a lot of people hated on us getting rid of uh, Jose at the end of last year, he lasted two years longer than we expected him to. Vaughn was supposed to be that guy almost in 2020 when he came up. That that was a yeah. blessing. I mean, I'm he's, not never, Jose, he's supposed to be a six or seven guy in a World Series lineup. And as a six or seven guy in a World Series lineup, I he's pretty damn good. So my expectations of him maybe were maybe I overestimated um what you what we were asking of him but I think I'm the average fan. I I'm thinking that I have bigger expectations than them to have what two home runs at this point in his What does Vaughn have? He's got like eight. Eight home runs, Vaughn? I think he's now. got like five or six, maybe. I don't think he's, he's on my fantasy team. So you got, and he's been in the starting lineup every day this season. But, but really, you cannot have you cannot have a first base. He's got seven home runs and he's got thirty nine RBI. But okay. but that and yeah, most of those were pretty much at the beginning of the season, right? The RBIs. No, he was, all he was the home hitting. runs have been late. No, I know those have, but but most of his RBIs were at the beginning of the season, and for me. Third baseman and first baseman have to be your power hitters. Okay, but the and, league leader in and, RBIs is 55. Okay. Sox haven't scored a lot of runs. Jack, what's his war? Not that it's, it's like, the, so the holy you'll la- you'll stat, laugh but, You'll laugh at this. <laughs> they put up the wars before the, Tiger, the Tigers-Sox game last Saturday on the yeah. screen at the game. Not one person on the White Sox has... Higher than a zero point three war. No, that can't be right. That Luis has According Luis the, has like a one point seven. That's not that's not what they put up on the big screen. They how much were you drinking that day? I'm gonna check. Yeah, check. No, check, this was just this was check, before Lou, the game even started. I'm kidding you. Just check Lou's war right now. Well, I mean, to that point, I probably believe you with Vaughn because Vaughn's not a good defender, and that kills his value. 
And to Jim, to your point, I don't understand it, why he's not a good defender. Like, what is a good defender at first base? I, I you mean, scoop it, everything. That is a good defender at first base. I don't care about your range. Well, at first he base. had he had he had a play two weeks ago where he had a ground ball to hit to him in a crucial part of the game, and he miffed the ball. Now I know we all make mistakes, right? But this is a guy that's supposed to be one of your studs. And it was late in the game, and they could have gotten the guy out at home plate, and it just yeah, didn't happen. I know exactly what you're talking right? about. So yeah. that's what I'm talking that's about. That's big. He's that just, changes. It's the little yeah, things. It's the little things that, I mean, it's like Frazier yesterday. Yeah. Saving the that game. That was huge. That was huge. And nobody huge. talks about it. That's, that's a great observation. The, did you guys watch the Rays-Twins uh, game last night? Or did you catch the end of the game? So the Twins, it was one-to-one top of the ninth. Two, uh, one out, bases loaded. And um, ground ball down the line, defender on the raise, diving stop, turns a double play to save the inning, and then a Rose Arena leads off the bottom with a walk-off home run. All right, so Stack so Stackass has Luis at 1.9 war. Burgers yeah. up about one. And Ber- Burgers 1.2, and then Ben Attendee's 0.5, Mankata's 0.4, Grandal's 0.3, and Vaughn is 0.2. Yeah, so that couldn't have been a right. But Vaughn is minus five point nine on defense. Yeah, see, he's that kills his value. Dude, I can't, That's huge. I can't imagine that he's like. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna go. A... Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's maybe a little overblown for sure. But I think I think what we need from Vaughn, like, you need to have at least the eight hundred OPS out of your first baseman. Like, Vaughn has to be better at the plate. He has to be more consistent. Yeah, he in the beginning of the year, and I text Jack about this. Um, he was tremendous in the second half of a game. Yeah. The first time at bat, he was almost an automatic out. And then in the second bat or the third at bat, he would generally get good wood, perhaps a hit, perhaps a big hit. But he was never good at the first part of the game. And then he kind of sl- he's been slumping. In my opinion, he's been slumping. He might have more home runs, but I'd rather take those doubles. Yeah, he in the he gap has been slumping. Doubles in the gap, the singles with guys at first and second in the eighth inning where you need a run to score. He did that multiple times at the beginning of the year. Right. He's not doing that anymore. No. He, he looks like he's guessing. He there. he's he's struggling a little bit at the yeah. plate right now. I won't. So why I not won't play Burger at first base that, if you're lo- if you're in love with Moncada? Right, if you're uh, yeah. in love with Moncada and you want him at third base, Fuck, if by you all take means, Vaughn out of the lineup. Uh... Well, that's a great segue. I, I want to jump into our next segment here, which we're gonna we're gonna step into Rick's shoes a little bit. First thing we're gonna start with is some lineup construction. I know you guys saw it. There was a lot of chatter. So that that last game against uh, the Tigers, Jake hits the grand slam walk off, which was just absolutely huge. By the way, that bottom of the ninth against Ling, that, that was the that was the best approach I've seen the White Sox have all year. It was it was the third time we were facing him and we finally stopped laying off the curveballs in the dirt. Because I think that guy he might have the, the last outing that we had against him, ninety percent of his pitches out of the zone. You make him throw strikes, that's what happens. Jake's Jake walks it off. So Jim, I'm gonna start with you. Step into Rick's shoes with the line, or, or Pedro's shoes in this case, with lineup construction. How are you getting Jake Berger in the lineup? Well, my preference, because he's a young guy, my preference would be not having him DH, 
have him play a position, first or third. Why does a young guy? Why does a young guy make a difference? I think he's. I think he's got to get. I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. Uh, maybe it's just my prejudices, but I. I think you know, for him to develop a full understanding of what's expected out of him, he's got to play in the field. Well, l- I think any young player has to play in the field to get a full. Even Frank Thomas, who's a Hall of Famer, maybe the best hitter I've ever seen in a White Sox uniform, you know, I mean, he played the first six, seven years as a first baseman, even though he was kind of a liability as a first baseman. But when you hit 40 home runs, hit 330, and drive in 100 RBIs, you live with those, right? But I don't think he would have been as good of a player DHing. And after that, they moved him more to DHing. And he still continued to excel. So I think Jake Berger is a special case because of the two torn ACLs. And I, I think that, look, when you get injured as an athlete, I feel like no matter how much time has passed, that injury is always in the back of your mind. And I think when he plays the field, I feel like he, he probably doesn't think about it, but I think subconsciously it's probably in the back of his head somewhere. So you can't put him at third base. And so if Jake Berger is going to play the field, he's got to have to, he's going to have to play first base. And then now you have a, a Berger Vaughn Eloy, unless Eloy plot like log jam at DH. Well, because Eloy shouldn't play the field. So I, I would tell you that they should unload Eloy. You want them? So if you're yeah. Rick Hahn, you're trading Eloy? I, I think Eloy's got to go. Interesting. I think they'll get rid of Eloy. Maybe they can uh, help shore up their their minor league system with some arms because they're top prospects in the minors. Terrible. The pitchers are talented, but they're all recovering yeah. from surgeries, right? All of so, our top prospects are covering from yeah, injuries. No, no, no kidding. You see that, yeah. Nikki? So I yeah, think, I, I know. It's, so I it's, think Eloy's got to go. Because to me, he's he's kind of like tying everything up. Because why is he playing right field? You know what's you know what blows my mind? It's like everyone agrees Eloy's a terrible defender. He's running into nets. He, he, every time he's trying to grab a home run, he gets hurt. And Rick Hahn's solution is to put him in a right field. Like, what, what is that? That yeah. that is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I think that was just to appease Eloy. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think that was Rick Hahn. I mean, they've put all their efforts into this international players, and they want to appease them to a certain extent because they want to keep that pipeline hot, red hot, because they've got the all these prospects in the minors yet that are going to be coming up over the next three to four years. Hopefully it'll be better than the batch that we've got currently. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's part of it. And um, I don't know. I, I just don't see how he fits into their future, to be honest with you. He's a tremendous power hitter if and when he's going well. But even today, what's what did he come in hitting at? 250 maybe? Yeah, Pong. I no Aloy. Eloy. Aloy. Two fifty. I, I think he he's been better of late. He I mean hit the game winner in game one of the doubleheader today. The thing with Aloy for me is it's just the health. You know, it's like he, he, exactly. the, I think the problem with Aloy 
is you're counting on and Jack, I think you made this point like two podcasts ago. Like you're counting on Aloy to hit forty home runs. But every year he's missing fifty percent of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's like that that creates such a hole in your lineup when when you're going into a year and if you're Rick Han in the off season, you're looking through your lineup and you're you that that's why you sign an Andrew Benatendi because you're saying I have power here, here and here, but those guys aren't on the field. Right. So Jack, I'm sorry I'm taking away some of your time here. But, <laughs> no, this is so, this is why I invited you on. I didn't want to talk as much tonight. My so, girlfriend's been giving me shit about how much I fucking talk on these podcasts. So Eloy to me is is a enigma. He's problematic. In some sense, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, he's a disease. Because he's a guy you're putting all your eggs in his basket. And like you just said, Nick, you're never going to have him for a full season. He's going to have three or four injuries in the year. He doesn't hustle, as we just saw on that ground ball where the guy threw the ball into the stands, right? Otherwise, it would have been an easy double play because he didn't hustle the first base. You can't have that. And the players are all like, what about me? I hustle my ass off all the time, and I can't make the field, and they're letting this guy do this just because he hits an occasional home run. Do you know who Eli reminds me of? Who? Manny Ramirez. Manny. I Well. Yeah, but Manny Ramirez. But Manny stayed healthy. Yeah, Manny that... played 162. Yeah, and he hit 330, 315, but, albeit with juiced up with steroids. But that's You think Manny issue. was juiced yeah. up? He was. I think well, it's yeah, proven. Yeah, he got. He was. I think, oh, he, I think he was in one of the reports. Yeah, he I was set he was. down for a really? while. Really? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Well, Manny, Manny was juicing for sure. Are you kidding me? Okay. I, so, I wouldn't mind if we, you know, maybe get Tim and Benny over there, give him a little uh, juice from Fernando. Jesus. I mean, what was the stat? Well, can we hit a but, home run? Well, hold on. So I see Eloy as a Manny Ramirez type. If he's playing left field at Fenway, he's not doing you any harm. I. But when he's playing right or left field. At at the cell, like yeah. he's he's not giving you anything on defense. He's hurting you on defense. He just can't play defense. But I'll tell I you what, his swing when he is on, yeah, his he's swing a beast. is so sweet. I love so Eloy. Sweet. You cannot, Big Jim. You cannot tell me. I know Eloy has one of the, the Eloy doesn't have one of the sweetest swings you've ever seen. I love Eloy. I do. So he's not very judicious with this swing. How many times have you seen him swing at a ball that's a foot, foot and a half outside? Are, are we talking about a lawyer? Right, so Luis we can Robert. talk about plate discipline. <laughs> All of them. Even that game where Berger hit the home run to win the game, the grand slam. Go back, and you can call me a liar if I'm wrong. But there, in, in a row, I think actually I think Jimenez walked. So here I am criticizing him. <laughs> but you had, you had, um, they had in a row. They had. Um, I don't know the exact order, but they had Roberts, Mancada, Eloy, and uh, Grandal. One of the four walked. The other three struck out swinging at balls that were like you talked about with yeah. Lang in the dirt, yeah. on the ground. You can't have that in the middle of your lineup, game in and game out. You just can't. So Eloy is an immense talent. Uh, yes, I'm not saying he is an immense talent. But, you know, it's like saying if I was good looking – I would be, you know, Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> but I'm not got good looking. And Eloy will never be <laughs> Eloy will never be the player 
with that sweet of a swing that they think he's going to be. He's been in the majors parts of five years already. What makes you think all of a sudden he's going to wake up and and be able to do it? So I'm going to, I'm going to circle this back to Jake Berger. I want you guys to guess. So percentile for Jake Berger sprint speed. Where do you guys think he's ranked sprint speed wise? So that basically I, the way they calculate, it's like a, average running to first or running around the bases. We're right? talking baseball savant. Baseball savant. Where is Jake Berger? I would say in the 97th percentile. You think he's like. I think he's fat. Like he. You think he he's is 90, 97th? He's, like you think he's top 3% of MLB fast? All right. Maybe not. All right. 95. <laughs> it's still 90, aggressive. 90. Man, this did not go where I thought it was. I thought you were going to go the well, other way. I know Jake Berger. I know Jake Berger. I know he is hustles. Really fast. Are you trying to talk me out of being <laughs> a right Jim, answer? Jim, Jim, where, where is Jake so Berger? I gotta admit, I heard over the weekend that on the Sox broadcast that Berger is the third fastest guy in the White Sox going first. He is. This yeah. is a stat that Jim told me yeah. at dinner that he was going to bring like, up. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you guys were like 50 percent. Oh, no. He was ready. So okay. I, I was ready. With so are guess. you guys ready for this? I'm going to do a little comparison. So I'm going to start with Jake Berger. Percentile sprint speed, 77. So 77th percentile. He's faster than 77% three, three of the league. quarters of the players in Major League Baseball. That's unbelievable. For a guy off two ACL tears. Correct. Where's Tim Anderson? He's 55, 60. No, because he dogs it every time. He's like 40. He's like 40. Tim Anderson's 42. Oh, I'm wow. fucking on the dot. Good call, Jim. Okay. Because he doesn't run anything out. Dude, Tim Anderson hates the White Sox. Can we go back to that clip that went viral? Oh, please. About, Don't do that. Johnny was beside About himself. two weeks about, ago. Johnny or about, was, it was maybe a month and a half ago. He was Jack, Tim him. Anderson gets to first base, and he's talking to Jose Abreu when they're playing the Astros. And the booze broke out at the cell, which is commonplace these days. Because is this, this the Tim first base thing? Yeah. All right. And and Tim mouthed something. <laughs> we A lot know. of people on social media were saying, I fucking hate this place. Yeah. Some people on social media said. The pitch clock. I fucking hate the pitch clock. But it was, I fucking hate something. Yeah. Maybe. I think he hates this city. I think I don't think he I think he has already moved on in his mind. And this segment is playing Rick Hahn, right? We are Rick Hahn. Yeah. Yeah. I Our, trade so, I trade Tim Anderson at the deadline. Okay. I want to come back to that because I don't disagree. Last one sprint speed. Uh, Cuz I was doing 3. Jake was 77, Tim 42, Jim's guy Yoan sprint speed well you set it up to where it's 12 you, i'm you, guessing you, 12. no no no. he set it up so it's faster than what i think <laughs> so i'll Maybe. say 65 i'm guessing i'm sticking with my 12 18 oh yeah right, i knew it right, right, 18th so you're right yoan, yoan mancada is slower than 82 percent of major league baseball <laughs> that is it. embarrassing he does that's it. embarrassing I don't care how bad your back is. Something ne- I, if I was Pedro Grafal, I would print out Statcast and I would put that in front of Yoan Mankata and say, "You are literally slower than eighty-two percent of the league. 
What do you have to say, Johan? Yeah, but in fairness to Johan, he doesn't get on base very often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for it's, him... Give me a break. I, I would put that number in front of him. What do you have to say about it, yo? 18%? I mean, these guys... 18%? The Are prob- you kidding me? The problem is we didn't hire a real manager after Ricky Renneria. Do you remember the the motto when Ricky Renner, Renteria was manager? It was Ricky's boys don't quit. We were so bad that year. And you know what? I had so much fun watching that team. Yeah. Because even if we were down eight to two or seven to three or six to nothing in the in the last three innings, we always made a run at the game. Okay. And when Tony came, it was like, oh, this team is gonna win a World Series. Tony. Like all we have to do is just be here and manage our health, and then we're going to win a World Series. Okay, can I interrupt for a quick second? Nick, how many bad bosses have you had? Uh, a couple. Okay. Jack, how many bad bosses have you had? couple. Okay. Does that mean you dog it? No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Not the answer. Let the record show. Not the answer I was expecting to hear. I know Jack, and he's just being obstinate. He said a few too many cocktails. But this guy was about as tough of a competitor as yeah. you see. So there's no freaking way he would let he would want to show up. Yeah, absolutely. His bad yeah. managers. Yeah, with the well, way he played. No, games. so that's yeah. what I, that's what I'll say. When I show up, I don't dog it. But well, that's it, my point. if I don't if I don't have a good manager, I'm not going to show up. Really. If you don't have a good manager, I'm not showing up. If 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 I have a if you have if I have a good manager, I'll give you wh- everything I got. Well, that's that's showing up. Yeah, it's giving everything. But if you I got. have a bad manager, I'm gonna fucking dog it. I don't really? know. Really, it's what I did in high school. Yeah, here's what I can tell I've you. Actually, I take that back. I had a terrible manager with my high school coach. And I still gave. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's more about ice. pride. Than but anything he still else. ruined my like. I hated going to the ball field every day. The only reason I competed is because I hated the people wearing another jersey. Yeah, but I'm not sure that applies. I mean, Tony was terrible for the growth of the White Sox, no doubt about it. But what you just said, most of those players talked about how they loved him, at least publicly, how they loved Tony. Yeah, because he didn't make him do shit. No. I'm still fuming about the 18th percentile of Yohan Mankai. I mean, that is, that's an embarrassment. I mean, the guy should steal 20 bases a year. Easily. The, the guy stole... Okay, I got two more. <laughs> I got two more for you guys. And this is part of what we talked about. Andrew Vaughn, sprint speed, percentile. Ooh. I'd say 50. Andrew Vaughn, do you watch, do you watch the games? He's I'll half. Say, to, he's I'll ba- say between twenty-five to thirty. No, I, guys, I, I, I realistically, I'd say about thirty. The guy's got a piano on his back. I mean, he's Is slow. It, he's slow. Ten, tenth percent. Okay, but he's a okay. Konerko was probably around there. Konerko yeah, was probably Konerko's, worse. Look up what Konerko was because I don't know dude, if I could. Andrew do that. Vaughn is just a slow guy. We've all played with people that are just slow that can do other things really well. So, last one. You guys will probably get this one. Yasmani Grandel. Oh, zero. <laughs> Absolute negative. Zero. Negative. 
5%. Yeah, he's got to be negative. He's, he's the last. He's one, one dead last. He's, oh, he's dead the, last. He's the so baseline. Doesn't that, doesn't he's that point dead. out a problem with the he's, White Sox? Yeah. Why I mean, are you keeping these guys? I mean, Vaughn, you have to keep. But why? I mean, Grandal's in his last year, right? So hopefully yeah, he's gone. He's gone. All 18 right? mil. And then um, Mancada. So I don't know if it was you, but somebody told me that somebody that I trust who knew some people in the, in the Sox front office. they, what, they it, it was not me. All right. They tried to get rid of Mancada. I'm sorry. Mancada and Anderson. The entire uh, entire off season with trades, yeah, nobody would take them. Yeah, you're stuck with them. Yeah, Mankata's twenty five mil next year, and Anderson, yeah, he's made the he's uh, dead fucking made the weight. team, right? Made the world, yeah, uh, world base both both world of them. Baseball team. Well, uh, Mankata was all world. He was first team. Mankata was all right. And so he this, carried that into the season. So this is the if we were Rick Hahn segment. And and I know, one last I thing, know and we then have... you're jumping in, Jack. Okay. Real, this is real quick. So, Mankata, to go back to him, 18th percentile. 49 stolen bases his first year in the minors. He had 40, 49 40, stolen bases? 45 stolen bases the second year in the minors. So, that's it. That's all I wanted to so say. So, he had almost 100 stolen bases in, in his two first years. two For his first two years in minors. The first year, 81 games. He had 49 stolen bases in 81 games his first year in the minors. His second year, he had 45 stolen bases in 106. All right, well, come on, Mr. EY. What's that per game? That's like like 100 stolen bases a year. So, And uh, now he's the 18th percentile. He's literally slower than 82% of other major leagues. Of major leagues. You know what happened? He was on average his first two years in the minors to steal 100 bases over right. 160. He was a five-tool player. Yeah. Power. Hit for average, defense, speed, and arm. He was a five-tool player. He was a set when they got him for uh, Chris Sale. He was considered to be the gem in that more than Giolito. Was it uh, no Kopech? More than Kopech. Correct. Because of his the fact that Kopech was a pitcher, well, yeah. and they suspected some arm issues with him. Well, he had just there. gotten Tommy John. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And so they, it was really Mancata. And, I mean, if you judge that trade, not necessarily a great trade. I mean, we got sale for... Mancata and Kopech. Kopech. I, see, I still... I know you're against me, but this is Kopech coming out here. No, no. And I, I think I, and I think he finally got it. So, Jack, I have to apologize to you because you were absolutely correct. I didn't think the kid... <laughs> Again, this I've is, been waiting this for my, I've been waiting for this, this for a my, long uh, time. This I've been my, going at Big Jim over here for this is a my, while. Here. This is my South Side mentality, right? I was born and raised on the streets of the South Side, right? So for me, he never impressed me as a tough guy. He just didn't come across as being a tough guy that was going to be able to make the decisions with his life to be able to to achieve. But I'm I think I'm wrong. I, I admit to being wrong. I'm, I think I'm, I'm I think becoming a Kopech. Kopech looks good. Yeah, I'm becoming a rooter. Kopech rooter. I think he grew up a ton between the ages of 22 and 
was twenty, well, however old he is now. He's about twenty six. Yeah, is he even older than me? I, nah, he's probably like twenty six, twenty seven now. I mean, if if you look at the growing up that I did over the last eight years, between twenty and twenty eight, it is a big difference. I mean, shit. But he's twenty seven. And he's twenty seven. And then you hand you hand this guy a million, millions and millions oh. and millions of. I mean, dollars? anyone handed millions in their twenties is going to be an idiot. About I mean, it's like if so you handed me I, a million dollars. But I think tough point. life in his personal life. Co- Kopech, yeah. Between Kopech, his marriage and yeah. the kid and all those issues that exist with that. I'm very impressed with Big yeah. Mike. I, 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 And I told you guys at the beginning of the year that he was going to have a huge year. He started off slow, but boy, has he picked it up. So can I tell a quick story? Yes. Of course. Quick. Absolutely. So Johnny... <laughs> Johnny. So right, right. Ju- just for everyone's knowledge, Johnny that Miss that Big Jim over here keeps referring to is is Mister Elv- is Jim's oldest, oldest son. son. So he's a, he is a bigger at this point in his life. He's like what I was when I was his age, right? So he's a bigger Sox fan now than I am. I've seen too much to have the same love for the team <laughs> that he has, right? So anyway, he convinced me to drive out to Cincinnati. He had a famous trip with Jack to Houston in the playoffs, but we won't go into that tonight. No, that's but not for public knowledge. That's not for public knowledge. But anyway, uh, so we drive out to Cincinnati, Kopech in the first inning of that game. We get out there on a Sunday, and I'm thinking, why did I let my son drive me, uh, convince me to come out here? Well, to make the long story somewhat shorter, they ended up winning the game 17-4. to Kopech gave up uh, like two runs in the first inning. Yeah. And then he pitched beautifully after that. And uh, Sox just pounded the hell out of That him. was the, the game on Sunday this year. Yeah. That was the, we hit, that, that was the best offensive performance. Yeah. Of the, you guys were at that game? Yeah. We were oh, at that that's game. amazing. And so Johnny. What a he, great game to so be So Johnny's at. at the Yankee game yeah. tonight. No way. Yeah. He's, he travels all over the So, Mr. I told Mr. Alvidi at the beginning of this, of the day game today, that we have not won a game this year on the day that we recorded the podcast. <laughs> we know, yeah, that's true. And our record true. last year was, was bad, absolutely bad. brutal. And he goes, Well, hopefully the Alvidis break the streak because I'm coming on the pod tonight and Johnny and Matt are at the game in New York City Dude. tonight. I'm like, we so won one out of two. We won. We, I know. And we I'm, took two out of three I'm, from the th- I'm thrilled. We lost the last game. So the streak may t- technicalities, but I'm still thrilled. Well, about at least they got winning. off the snide. Oh, we were talking about it earlier. We took two out of three in New York. The Twins got swept. You make up two games on a road series in New York. Against the Yankees. Against the Yankees. That's massive. Absolutely massive. The, the schedule is tough in June, but I think the schedule might be tougher for the Twins. They go to Toronto. They do have, they have I think, a series with Detroit. But <laughs> Look at Eloy just walking. <laughs> the, we're watching highlights of the game earlier. Eloy <laughs> jogging at first. But Eloy got the game winner in, in game one. So we, we got to get to the next segment and then close this thing out. We're three and a half back. We lose game three to the Yanks. We win the series. If you're Rick Hahn, trade deadline a month away, what do you do to try to improve this team? Or are you selling? Are you, you say to yourself, we're, what, seven games under at this point? Seven, eight games under? 
I want, I want, we're seven to 18 games under, but we're what, three back, three and a half back? Three and a half back. So Even we're, after we're today, we after are eight split. games, we're eight games under 500, 28 and 36. <laughs> That's bad. Right, thank God Jim. we play in the AL. Big Jim, Central. you're Rick Hahn. What do you do? So, preference it by saying that even if they were to win the division, I'm not necessarily sure they could go anywhere in the playoffs unless they keep their bullpen intact. The bullpen has to stay intact. Bullpen's good. Uh, it's big in Major League Baseball today. It's just, it's huge. And you have to have, I mean, you can make the argument last year, the Phillies lost the World Series because they didn't really have great bullpen um, to, to augment their team. And so um, where Houston did. So I think they have to have the bullpen intact. If you ask me, um, I don't know where I would be interested in uh, unloading Eloy to see what they could get for him. Not necessarily to help them with this year, but down the future. If you're looking down uh, for this year in particular, um, you got to find a way well, to score. they got to find a way to score no, more on. runs, you, whether it's in-house with the players they have in the construction of the linemen. Time or, out, though. Time out, though. You just said, is it this year? If you're Rick Hahn... Do you make a run at it this year, or do you sell at the deadline? Because we're only three and a half games back, and we can win this division. Do you think? That do you I think this? If, do you think this team is capable enough? So if you get going, hot enough in the yes. playoffs to win it, no. So if you get, if you if if your if your goal is to win the division, you stand pat. If your goal is to make a deep run into the playoffs, then I think you have to make changes. What those changes are, it all depends upon what's available out there. I mean, too many times right. people assume everything's available. Oh, you can't what assume you... that. No, no, no. Jack. But yeah, yes, you can. If, in what if, way, Jack? If we're living in a hypothetical world where you can get whatever you want, and you're Rick Hom, what do you go out and get at the deadline? Okay, here's what I do. I, I trade two thirds of the team to get Otani, <laughs> Otani and Soto. I'm in. I honestly, right. I'm in with that. Whole, we had a whole episode on Soto last year. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do two thirds of the team to get those two but, guys. But, the other third of the team, I would go after somebody who's unhittable as a pitcher, a lefty, preferably. Okay, so but you're But you're, I know it's not possible. I know you're a pessimist on this team, but you you more than anyone after watching 60 years of years baseball of... know that any team can get hot in the playoffs. I mean, what were the national what were the Braves the under 500 before the All-Star break? Yeah, before they the won Braves. and Nationals had a worse record than this year's White yeah. Sox. So what when they won. Yeah. So, like, there is teams that have done this before, and you yourself have said... Well, the White Sox did it. The Sox were a 500 team the year they won the World Series, and then they turned it loose after that. When? Um, right? Weren't they... In, in 2005? No, they, they went wire to wire. Okay, yeah, they were right. You're right. They won thinking, 97 I'm, games I'm thinking about... No, no, you, you know what? I'm thinking about um, earlier when they had... Um, the 83 team? Yeah, Yes, no, no, the 83 team is with the Rusa 
Right. And Tony. they were and like, that's what we kept comparing it to last year. And it was like, oh, we're gonna come back because LaRusse is our manager, and this is the same team he had yeah, in no, 1983. You're right. you're right. But I I just don't think they have the wherewithal. They don't have the starting pitching. I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna rely on Kopech. And you're going to rely on uh, Cease? Cease, I think, and, and Giolito. And Giolito. And they've already said the Giolito, bye-bye. You're not yeah, coming he's back. Gone. Agreed. How stupid was that? I mean, I don't think Giolito's that good. So, but Giolito, <laughs> that's the guy. If they're going to make an effort to improve this year, that's their starting pitcher they're going to have to trade. The tough decision. But, so that's why it's a good you don't think You don't think they can keep those three guys – and make a move for another starting pitcher that Jack, what we wins them what the vision and JT. then you gotta bank on the the lineup getting hot. What would you do, JT? It's a tough call. Uh, there's there's not really there's not many know, options. I wanna out know there. what you'd do first. You're usually a facilitator. I wanna hear your opinion for first for once in my fucking I, life. So I, I would I would <laughs> I would go for it. If I'm Rakan. All right, so you're going for it. I think you know I would, I'm going so if I I would go I'm, for it too, but what are you gonna do to go for it? So if I'm Rakan, I I see the writing on the wall. And I'm I'm like the biggest Rakan hater, you guys all know. Rosemary Rick, Rosemary baby. Rick, the guy is going to dinner during Friday afternoon games. Not even watching the games. He's just having a scotch, Why enjoying his life. Because he was, I call him Rosemary Rick because there was a Pirates game that started at 3 o'clock central time, and Rick Khan was spotted by my buddy having dinner at Rosemary at oh 5 p.m. Not even watching the game. while like we were his choice in restaurants. Yeah. Six games under five hundred. Rosemary, great having restaurant. A great Rosemary. pasta, Joe Flam. So if I'm Rosemary Rick, aside from enjoying myself at a nice dinner at Rosemary, I am. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go for everything this year because I have had ten seasons at the helm as GM of the White Sox, and I've had take out the COVID year, take out the COVID year. Which is dog what? shit because they all the Cubans started. So then I've in had midsummer and had yeah. the heat going for them. Yeah, eight years, eight years as full seasons. I've only had one over five hundred, which is embarrassing. That's and tremendous stat. It's crazy, and he has a job. He has a job. So any normal circumstance, I know that my leash is at its end. So why would I preserve for the future? Because I know I'm going to be done after this year anyway. If I fail this year, if if Rick Hahn fails this year and he's not fired, that's crazy. He was literally given— you, you mean not promoted? Yeah, promoted. He was literally given—he <laughs> was giving so—he was given so much leash in 2018-2019. You have your rebuild. This is your shot. This is the prime of the rebuild, and we're eight games under what, 500. What I hate about this is that but, he had his manager, and well, he got overruled. No, well, no, and, no, 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 no. I, I don't care. I don't care. Well, dude. but he, we've all said on this podcast tonight, I, I know you don't care, but we've all said on this podcast tonight, each one of us individually has said that Tony La Russa was bad for the development of this team. Yeah, but, I, dude, if you're a good GM, you overcome your terrible manager. 
and he can't. He didn't do it. His his roster but construction is terrible. You usually get to pick your manager because your manager. I don't care, dude. Has to fit he your picked team. Pedro and Pedro, manager, he's under eight games under. See, I completely disagree with this. Okay, your manager has to fit your team, and you fucking put an eighty year old lethargic motherfucker <laughs> into the fucking dugout. And, but this gets cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, this doesn't get cut. I don't care about swearing because it adds emphasis. So. No, but you can't do that to the GM that has done your whole rebuild. Yes, his roster construction was bad. Jack, let me t- let me ask you. His roster construction let me was ask, bad. Let me ask Jack one question, okay? Because he's gonna dig in on Tony. That's fine. Tony sucked. We all hated Tony. Did Tony Larusa sign Larry Garcia to three years, sixteen and a half million? Yes, he fucking did. Tony Larusa did that. Tony them. No, you're delusional. That's a Tony you're... text, Jerry. If, if, I want if, the, if that's the case, team. then if that's factual, then the whole thing's up. Forget about the whole thing because the, I think there's that's not a... going to be. You're taught you. You might as no, well be Schwab you've right said now. It, you've said it before. I have or never maybe, said that. Uh, maybe I Schwab call, is it. Yeah, Schwab is. Uh, no, yeah, there is not mixed roles. That was Jerry a Tony. Does, that was a Tony signing. Show, d- Jerry Tony does not signing. do mixed roles. This is the issue with the White Sox. Our front office is so fucked up that we don't even know who to blame for making the decisions. No, I I am blaming Rick. I'm blaming Rick. I know who to blame. Yeah. What do you so think? I, I I agree. I, I'm with Nick on this one, Jack. I don't think I think Tony made the recommendation. Hey, I like Lurie. And, you know, for the most part, Lurie, Lurie did what they wanted him to do. Yeah, he was fine. $26 as he million yeah. dollars is a total mistake. Yeah. That was just Lurie, you know, having a good agent that was able to work this. Because statistically wise, he could point to other people in the league making that kind of money. Yeah. So Rick Hahn was like, okay, I'll give it to him, being a good soldier. But – you know, I mean, yeah, but there's no way Rick Hahn was just a good soldier without Tony and Jerry in his ear. And Tony dude, texted dude, Jerry, dude, dude, and, dude. and Tony if, said, "I want this guy." So I don't think Rick Hahn deserves a pass for that. Yeah, so, you can't give Rick Hahn a pass I, I think, for that. that then he has no job general. at all. He has I think no that's job. What a good general manager. All right, if he doesn't get a pass for that, then he shouldn't be employed he, as of that exactly, contract signing. Exactly. Look at the shape of the Sox. What were their major co- contributions this summer? The, I mean, excuse me, the, uh, off season. Ben brought, Well, Ben Attendee's a good The season. highest paid player in franchise history. history. He and he hasn't that. hit a home run this year. Right. He doesn't deserve that. But it just talks to how poorly the Sox have been competitive well, it, with their signings. Let me Yeah, I agree. Second. Yeah. So... The, but Hanser Alberto, <laughs> Terrible. why in your How world have... would you <laughs> send Jake Berger to the minor leagues for, for Hanser. Hanser Alberto? Well, Rick no, Han- but that's Rick. on Jerry, dude. No, it's not, dude. No, dude, stop not. like giving Rick Han a pass. I'm sick of people giving Rick Han a pass. Rick Han. Literally has a top ten payroll. He had to cut payroll last year, dude. I but don't care. His payroll. His payroll decisions came. Then what about the raise? What about the raise? The raise literally payroll is a hundred million less than the White Sox. The you think the, he's complaining about payroll? The problem with Rick Hahn is that he gave Mancada 
25 million well, for next yeah, year. It is a problem with Rick Robert, a shit ton of money. Eloy, a shit ton of money. I agree. Rick Hahn's a problem. Yeah, those are all problems but, with what he did. So, but Tony do you blame do you blame him for those moves? Because yes, I do. Blame I, him. Let's talk. Let's talk about a new guy in the league, Ellie De La Cruz. He's played three freaking three, games. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's your, what. What's, so what's Eloy, Eloy, before we gave Eloy his contract, he had played zero games in the majors. Before Moncada. Okay, I get that. So Mancata, Eloy, and Robert, their that contracts in- were all in the same type of thing. So what are you gonna if you're the no, no, Braves? No, 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 but no, no, that no, no. all time predates out, time Tony. Time out. Yeah, that predates. Tony. Yeah. So we're talking about Rick Hahn. No, but you're talking about Tony is the reason why yeah. the team is so screwed up. Yeah, I- I'm blaming Rick Hahn just like you are. Well, I'm we're getting I'm getting back Rick to Rick Hahn. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> you're on my side. You're proving just, my point. <laughs> no. I don't. All right. So let's make let's make this abundantly clear because I don't I don't think I did this at the beginning. Rick Hahn has classically fucked up this rebuild. Yeah. His roster construction okay. dude, was absolutely hold on, hold on. His roster construction was terrible. <laughs> I, you're proving my point on Rick Hahn. I'm bet I'm trying to. Bet. I just think I just think Rick got a little fucked because. <laughs> you so, brought it you brought in a guy that hindered development in instead of <laughs> brought it out in them. So, so can Rick, I can I back up for a second? Yeah. Nick, am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's so fuck Rick Hahn. Yeah, right? yeah I'm with you. So I, I let's back up and go with what would a guy like Dombrowski do with the whites? That's interesting. I like that. I like that. So Dombrowski is the. There are others. The guy with the, I can't think of his name with um, the Dodgers. The guy with uh, Tampa Bay. Those are the guys that we want running the White Sox. Yeah, Jerry will never hire them though. Correct, because they're not loyal Jerry but, guys. But this is a what if. Like I said, if I look like, you know, Kevin Costner, I'd be good looking. <laughs> I don't look like Kevin Costner. So, all right. So let's go back now. And let's just say, I think we got to remove from Rick Hahn um, because I don't trust anything Rick Hahn will do. Now, uh, now in support of Rick Hahn, I do think he's done some good things, right? I do think he's done some good things. I think, you know, he has kind of preserved this bullpen. I think he recognized he's the one who brought in Joe Kelly. Now, last year was a waste, but Joe Kelly is clearly one of the best relievers. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's brought in, um, um, why can't I think of his name? Graveman. Graveman. He's brought in Graveman. To me, Graveman is extremely. Graveman's very, very good. Yeah, extremely underrated. He's brought in uh, Hendricks. So and, And he stayed with Bummer when a lot of guys would have given up with Bummer. And he's kind of stayed with Roberto, um, um, Lopez, and he's got who's been so bad. Who has been so bad this year? Well, I think he's that's been Ray, Ray's been much better. He's been much better recently, lately. but he pitched he a scoreless brutal. Oh, wait, at the beginning. And he's got no, that he, Keith, I agree here. Lopez has been Keith better. Middleton, 
Yeah, Middleton. Okay. Middleton's been a beast. So Middleton that was a great could signing. be Santos. We picked him Santos. up. Santos. First. Yeah. So that's your bullpen. The Santos, Those guys are the your San- bullpen. The bullpens. And wait, un- and now you got Crochet. Yeah. Right. So you got seven or eight names of guys in the bullpen. Now Crochet is short-term bullpen. He's going to move to the starting rotation. Yeah. Because he's going to replace Giolito. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Essentially, he's going to. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody, I saw the stat the other day. Nobody has won a World Series without one left handed starter. Really? Wait, but who do we have in 2005? Oh, wait, Burley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Burley. Burley. Burley Contreras. And Burley was your lead dog. Can you name the Freddie Garcia? Yep. We're going to do a contest at the end. Who can name more of the 26-man roster oh, in yeah. the playoffs than me or Jim? All right, so let's... I think I got Real him. quick, and then we'll segue into that. Because I never I, got... I if I was telling you my stories. Yeah, if I was Rick Hahn, I, I know I'm getting fired because I suck. You guys cut me off. And I'm going for it all. I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade Andrew Vaughn for somebody. Ooh. Oh, Jack. get the fuck out of here, Jack! Jack! I'm gonna fucking come. Maybe you. I'll trade Colson Montgomery. I don't know because I I'm gonna get fired next year. Why not? I won't be here, so I might as well try to stack my major league. Team. So next segment, let's get pickled, Jim. I want some White Sox stories. Give me give me your top White Sox story. I want from... I want some fights in the bleachers. Don't give us right. like these bullshit like feel good stories about you uh, I can't seeing give cool the Wilbur players. Woods story. Yeah, no. Oh, Wilbur Wood. Well, I mean, give us whatever right. you got, but right, I want... I'll tell you I'll tell you my all-time best fight story. All right? <laughs> Guy I played college baseball with Patchy and 40. I shouldn't give his name, should I? Well, here from here on in he's known as Gino. <laughs> and Gino was a huge and still is to this day a big gambler, and we call him Big Balls because he's got big <laughs> balls, all right? So Gino's taking book out in left field with about eight or nine different guys, and the money is flying across our shoulders uh, literally every inning. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And Gino gets into an argument with a guy who won't pay him. So the next thing we know, there's a huge fight in left field. <laughs> The gendarmes come down, and they kind of break up the fight, and Gino's not satisfied because he didn't get his money yet. He cold cocks one of the gendarmes, <laughs> which is a Chicago cop off-duty. Oh, no. And the next thing we know is... Wait, a at, gendarme. Gendarme. That's French for police officer. <laughs> <laughs> so he cold cocks a gendarme, and the next thing we know, we're bailing his ass out of 30, <laughs> 35th and Low, which is the oh old police God. station down there. They had him locked up in the basement of the police station on a handcuff to a pipe, and they're beating the shit out of him. Jeez. Unbelievable. And it cost us $800 to bail his ass out. <laughs> so we got him out, and about two <laughs> weeks later, we called Gino, and we're like, Pat, what's the story? What's going to happen? Oh, they're going to drop it as long as I buy him a new Rolex. <laughs> so the payoff was he had to pay this cop off for, quote, a Rolex that he broke in the fight. Uh, can you tell me a Chicago cop has a Rolex? Rolex? Yeah. You know, it just, it, 
it buys, it sounds, it sounds it's good. fishy, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds about right for yeah, what we know fishy. about the city. So that's one of the good stories. Oh, man. That's that's awesome. Well done, Jim. Well done. So, Jim, you have been the best guest. All right, we got to wrap this up. Last thing before we go, we got the next six, six games. Three at home against the Marlins. Three on the road against the Dodgers. We're going to predict what we're going to do. Jim, starting with you, then JT, then I'll close it out. Three three. three and three for Jim. JT, what do you got? Don't go too optimistic on me. You were six and zero last time. <laughs> we went. To, well, and we, we went two and but four. I, I don't think I was unrealistic last. I, I mean, I yeah, think we, we could have. Ve- we could have. I mean, we swept the Dodgers Maybe. at home a week later, so we could barely eat the Tigers. A week later. That's a big difference. We could have very easily <laughs> swept them that weekend. All right, what do, what do you got? What do you got? Three at home, Marlins, three on the road, Dodgers. Well, I'm going tomorrow. That's, That's 1-0. Oh. By the way, I'm 4-0 oh on the year. All right, so 5-0. and oh. What We're do you going got? 5-0 oh tomorrow. I think we... We're at the Dodgers? At Dodgers. <laughs> it's a rough. What's it gonna be? Come on, I got mine. They're not the same Dodgers. Yeah. Bad. You know what? Not I was Tigers. I was so pessimistic last season. I'm gonna go. We're gonna win both series. Wow. Four and two. Wow. Yeah, I, I, like I like it. I'm with Jim. Three and three. I think we win the Marlins series two one, and then we lose one two. I'm going five and one. I'm changing it. Uh, JT's oh, five and That's one. Took another hit on that bank. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me that thing. Right All right. That's I how we're, that's how we're closing it out. I'm getting, just Jim, so Jim. everyone knows, I'm getting free dental yeah, orthodontic we get, work. We got to get the vape if I give it up. I've been trying to up. end this I'll thing for the last 20 bait. minutes. I'll buy you another thing. Jim, thanks for, you have been an awesome guest. Thanks for joining. We're, we get, we're getting you back on very soon. Guys, this was a blast. We're back. Three and a half back. We're going to talk next week. We might be tied for first. We'll see. Okay. I, it's a week order, does right? wonderful things. Take it, hit on. All right, on that note, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.